What's up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Friday, August 19th. Tonight, I am going to a Jimmy Eat World a Day to Remember Silver Suns pickup concert because apparently 93.3's big gig is just my eighth grade iPod. But yesterday, I was able to catch up with 2023 Hoops Commit Kyan Evans, really athletic guard that can play the one or two out of Kansas City, Missouri. An efficient scorer, a guy that has, you know, done a lot of scoring for his team, you know, shoots at a high volume, but makes his shots at a high volume. That's always encouraging to see. He's explosive, can definitely get to the rim. I was certainly surprised with uh, how intense some of his dunks were on his huddle highlights. So that's, that's exciting. You know, a guard that can really throw it down, can hit shots from all over the court, but can also run the floor and be a facilitator. He's a solid passer. You know, like I said, I think he could be a true point guard, but I also think he could be a two. Um, shades of, you know, maybe Anthony Mazenton Bonner or Dorian Green, a couple of guys who also came out of Kansas City. Shout out to Steve Ivey, who tweeted that at me. But I was able to catch up with Evans and, you know, ask him, you know, ultimately what sold him on CSU, you know, if he wanted to, you know, commit before his senior year, if that was a set timeline or if it was just kind of organic with the way that it all played out. We went into that, you know, we talked about how excited he is to learn from Ali Farokmanesh and Nico Medved. Those were, you know, his two main recruiters. We're going to start this podcast with that interview. Then I'll come back and I'm actually going to do a next level Rams update. We're just going to talk about, you know, all the former CSU football players currently in the NFL, you know, talk about their status with their various organizations, who they're going to play next, you know, kind of what my expectations are going into the year. So it's going to be a fun pod. Real quick, college football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, new customers can bet just $5 on any team, get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. You can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will win, which team will score first, and more. Boom! Then, when you win... DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash right then and there. What are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on college football. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, here is that interview with 2023 CSU Hoops Commit, six foot two guard Kyan Evans out of Kansas City, Missouri. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got Kyan Evans, six foot two guard out of Staley High School in Kansas City, Missouri, recently committed to CSU men's basketball. How's your summer been, man? I mean, it's obviously exciting times, but you enjoying it outside of basketball? Yeah, yeah, it's been real fun. Uh, it's been jam packed with basketball, um, mocha and everything. So, but honestly, it's been it's been a great summer and just ready to start off from senior year. So getting back to it. Congrats on, you know, winning the Peach Jam. I saw that on Twitter. You know, what was that experience like? 
Yeah, it's crazy uh, to win something to play against all those top players and play with top players and to win it all at the end is just is real fun. You know, I'm kind of curious what, you know, sold you on CSU. I, I saw you had a lot of offers, you know, primarily programs in the Midwest. Did you want to get away from home? You know, was that did that factor into your decision at all or just what kind of excited you about CSU? Um, I would say, uh, well, mainly uh, the coaching staff, uh, they really, I would say out of all the schools, they showed me the most love throughout the whole process. And um, they just kind of walked me through what they seen my role being. And I loved what they were saying. And then when I went on my visit, I loved the campus and the area, the mountains. That was my first time out there in Colorado to see the mountains. So it was a good experience. Um and I love the college, like the college atmosphere, the town, everything. So I just felt like that was a place I could see myself living for four years. So that's when it kind of made my made my mind up. Who are the coaches that you kind of mainly were in contact throughout this process? Um, definitely uh, Ali and then um, Nico. Just both of them are just there. They played a big, big role in, in uh, recruitment. So, yeah, they definitely had a big role in it. Were you familiar like with Ali's history before he started recruiting you? Like the the fact that he hit, you know, a crazy shot against Kansas and NCAA tournament? Yeah, um, we're um I mean, being in Kansas City, my parents, my dad's best friends were like Kirk Heinrich. So we're big uh Kansas fans and my brother's best friends, Ochai Baji. So like we just <laughs> always been watching Kansas and my mom, she was just kinda she had mixed feelings towards him at first. Just, <laughs> being who he was but nah uh it's all love though yeah i, I seen I, I seen the name and i was kind of like okay i know that's name from somewhere and then i put two and two together but it's crazy and then that's also part of it just to have coaches who have been there before and done t- done stuff like that like it, it, it's unmatched so that makes total sense you can tell your mom i was conflicted too man i actually i have a lot of family in kansas i grew up rooting for kansas basketball I remember that moment live. I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. But very cool guy, you know, all these years later. Yeah. It's just kind of funny yeah, how yeah. it comes full circle. Definitely, definitely. You know, you mentioned that they said what your they envision your role being. Can you kind of give some insight into what that is? Yeah, well, um, I mean, nothing's nothing's obviously given. So I gotta come in and do everything to get it, but um eventually who knows when it could be first year, second year, third, I don't know, but I just want to uh, come in and play. And honestly, I just want to come win. So whatever I can do to win, I'll do that. So there's no real, I say role, but I just see myself fitting in the program, what they do. So I just see myself fitting there and being able to help the team win. So that's the main point. Do you view yourself as a point guard? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I could play point guard, but, I can also play off the ball. So that's also another place where I, I see myself helping out a lot. I can do a lot of different things just to help win in general. So what's more satisfying, like a, a strong drive where you, you know, you know, dunk, get a layup or, you know, like where you make a sweet, you know, pass across the court, hit somebody in the corner for a three. Yeah. I, I've always been the type just to, I love to see my teammates succeed. So I've always been the type to just, I love to see like I I'd rather see my teammate catch a lob dunk than me get a dunk. So I've always just been that type of guy. 
I always enjoyed passing, but admittedly, I could never come close to dunking. So I, I feel like if I could do it, that would be my answer. <laughs> yeah, nah, dunk is fun, but I like to throw them up to people too. So it's good. You know, kind of watching your huddle and, and, you know, looking at some of your stats, one of the things that really jumped out to me was, you know, how efficient you were as a shooter. You know, you hit close to 50% of your shots. It, it, has that been something like a point of pride for you over the years, not just shooting, but, you know, taking the right shots? Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, I feel like everybody has to be able to make open shots. So, and then shot, make, shot making is just so big for me. I feel like shot making and decision making, I mean, offensively, it's just obviously if you got that, then you're pretty good. So if you got that, I mean, that's really all I'm working on, like in workouts or anything. So, yeah. I noticed your steals went up, you know, pretty significantly from your sophomore to your junior year. Were you playing more aggressively? Do you think, or is it, you know, kind of just a matter of being more experienced and uncomfortable? Um, I would say more experienced, but also uh, my steals also come from a lot. The way our high school plays defense, we we're a real defensive mind. Coach Neff, he uh, he's real big on defense, so I would say our steal, my steals come. From honestly, like my teammates, like if they if they have a good trap, I'll get an easy steal on the backside. So, but yeah, I'll say my junior, I got a little more aggressive though, for sure. I got to imagine the CSU coaches, like you know, the background coming defensive minded. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the yeah. things they talk about. If you don't play defense, you're not going to see the court. Exactly, for sure. Yeah. You know, you mentioned you already got to go on the to visit to campus and and kind of check it all out. You know, when was that? Uh. I want to say it was right after Peach Jam. I don't know the exact day. It was just a few weeks ago. It wasn't too long ago. It was before uh, students were on campus, but I got to see a practice and everything and then walk around. So it was good. But yeah, I want to say like two, three, two, three weeks ago. Did the altitude impact you at all? Yeah. Um, when I got off the plane, I was like, it, it was definitely different, but I got used to it quick. Just drank a lot of water. So. Yeah, that's something I got to get used to for sure, though. Have you toured any other campuses yet? Uh, I haven't took any other officials. Mm-mm. Nah. Do you think you'll go on more? I'm just, I mean, you obviously yeah. have that, that right to. Yeah, n- nah, I probably won't go on anymore now. And uh... Did you have a timeline of, you know, when you wanted to commit? Like, did you want to commit, you know, before your senior year started? Or is this just kind of naturally how the how it all played out um i i was really never sure until about a week or two ago when i decided i was ready to commit because i just really didn't know but after i came up to uh colorado i was just like i was like yeah i could this is just my this is my home so i just decided but i really wanted to get it done before senior year so i could just focus on getting a state championship so that's the goal this year is it kind of relieving to, you know, know you have that commitment secured and like, you know, where you plan on going and all that, not have to worry about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Definitely. When I committed, it's just a, a huge relief. Like, especially when I announced it, it's just, yeah, it was a great feeling. What was your family's reaction? Uh, they was just super, super, super excited for me and happy. They love, they love, love, love Colorado too. So I think, they was talking about they might have to move up because I'm leaving so far. But uh, yeah, nah, they loved it. They was real excited. So it was good. 
how old were you, you know, when you knew you kind of wanted to pursue basketball seriously? Um, I mean, honestly, my whole life I've been playing like pretty competitively since about like I'll say third grade. I moved to like actually playing competitively, competitively, but um I quit all other sports in sixth grade. So around sixth grade, I guess you could say I started to really pick it up. What do you think your best other sport would be if you still played? Uh, I I say football. I was I was probably one of the best quarterbacks in the city, <laughs> but I was younger though, so it's a lot different. But I was pretty good. Were you a scrambler? Or you you know were you a guy that was you know picking people apart? Yeah, I mean we didn't throw too much because we was kind of young. But I could yeah, that's throw true. It Sixth far. grade football is just kind of yeah. like junkyard I ball. Could, I could throw it pretty far and pretty accurate, but mostly I was running, though. I was running a lot. My favorite player was Cam Newton at the time, so I always felt like I was him. <laughs> Who's your favorite basketball player? Definitely LeBron. <laughs> Big LeBron guy forever. Is he, the, is he the greatest player of all time, in your opinion? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big LeBron guy, too, so I, 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 I go back and forth. I'm not sure if I, I don't know. I, I grew up kind of thinking it was LeBron. Then all the dance stuff happened. And I'm like, I yeah. don't know. Maybe it was Michael Jordan, but mm-hmm. clearly two of the best ever. Um, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for doing this. It was great, you know, to, to meet you. I'm really excited, you know, meet you in person when you, when you come mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. And congrats on your commitment, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it a lot. All right, y'all, like I said, we are going to do a next level Rams update. Talk about the former CSU football players in the NFL real quick. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted better gut health and more energy. Athletic greens gives me exactly that. Additionally, an optimized immune system, and I can do it all without taking pills and vitamins, which is huge because I hate them. I absolutely hate them. They're chalky. They taste terrible. This is great. You can take it right in your water. It tastes good. I've been on it for well over a year now, and it's just a part of my routine. It's just a part of the daily habit, like you know, coffee, breakfast, anything else. You're probably wondering yourself, so what's in this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Like I said, just a great way to start your day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things that you should be caring about. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits one thing you can do for yourself every single day to help take great care of yourself. If you're still not sold, it's less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com rams. 
Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Rams to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I also got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week, and we have college football coming up finally. You know I'm going to have to bet on some of these week zero matchups, and the most degenerate matchup of them all is probably Nebraska-Northwestern, a pair of three and nine teams last year. This game's going to be in Ireland. It, I originally wanted to flirt with the point total. It's you know over under 50 and a half. When, they get, when these teams have played over the last six years, it's essentially been like, 30 combined points or 70 combined points. So 50 is perfectly set. (laughs) I'm inclined to take the under um, out of those two, but I'm actually very hesitantly going to take Nebraska to cover 12 and a half in this one. While the Huskers, much like Texas, much like CU, many of the, you know, great big 12 programs from my early childhood have really become memes of, of late. I do think Nebraska will be better this year. Although I'll be honest, there was a quote from Scott Frost about the defensive line coach making people puke 10 to 15 times a practice or something. And that kind of concerned me. I'm sure that's an exaggeration. If it's not, that's scary. Um, Again, kind of hesitant with this one, but I am taking the Huskers to cover that 12 and a half points. You know, I could see them winning by two touchdowns. I could also see a scenario in which we get backdoored by Northwestern here late just because that's kind of what they've done over the years. They've been a pesky program just one year down on them. They come back with like an eight win year, but college football is back. Can't wait. Lock it in. DraftKings pick of the week, Nebraska week zero covering the 12 and a half point spread. All right, let's talk about some next level Rams, starting with the man, the myth, the legend Shaquille Barrett recently named to the NFL's top 100 list. Again, Number 86 came in ahead of Von Miller, notably. Year eight in the NFL now, 107 games into his career, 61 starts, 51 and a half sacks, 18 forced fumbles. That's the most underrated component of his game and has been going all the way back to his time in the Mountain West. I mean, obviously the the strip against Washington State, back-to-back strips, I should say, epic. And just imagine how impressive these numbers would be if he didn't get limited early on in his career, you know, due to politics and miss out because the Broncos were trying to force Shane Ray onto the field, even though Shaquille was significantly superior. If you're a local Broncos fan, I feel like it's one of those where it's always going to be a little bit bittersweet watching him tear it up with Tampa. I mean, he has gone down to the Buccaneers and just absolutely ate. And it's been awesome, especially since they've had Brady and been, you know, competing for Super Bowls. I mean, it couldn't have been a better situation for a guy who had to, you know, earn everything undrafted, you know, out of college, overlooked because of his body type. He comes out, produces when he gets his opportunity, still gets overlooked due to draft politics, produces again, plays a huge role in Denver's uh, road to Super Bowl 50. And I mean, now he's he's cemented himself as one of the league's truly elite defensive players. It's awesome. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. This is a this is a bit of a name drop, not gonna lie. But I remember being on the sideline before the 2019 Rocky Mountain Showdown. Walked up to him. You know, I, I did intern for the team when he was at CSU. I did not expect him to know me, but you know, I was like, "Hey, Shaq, just wanted to say, super happy for you. You know, glad you're killing it." And he turns around, he's like, "Justin Michael, right?" And he just recognized me from Twitter. Totally made my my year. 
but it just kind of shows how cool of a guy he is. I mean, he's really down to earth, still loves CSU and CSU fans are always going to love him. And I mean, if he can continue to produce at this pace, I mean, he could flirt with the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. He already has 51 and a half career sacks. Once you get up over, you know, 85, you know, get towards like 90, that's that's an elite total. There are never any guarantees with that process. I mean, there are still to this day a ton of Broncos defensive greats that I like Randy Gratishar. I just don't understand how he's not in the Hall of Fame. Regardless of whether he gets a gold jacket, ends up in Canton, though, definitely going to go down as one of the the greatest next-level Rams of all time. Keeping up with the good vibes, Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. I guess I I don't know if I at any point actually said Shaq's team is Tampa, um, but if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you know that. Anyways, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup returned to the field in a limited capacity, actually ran routes for the first time since tearing his ACL on a touchdown catch against the Giants back in Week 17. That comes from a report from the Dallas Morning News. Tough to say exactly when he'll return. I mean, ACLs, it's, it, it can just be all over the place. I mean, Jamal Murray of the Nuggets, he's on like close to two years now, missed an entire season. Colin Hill came back in less than a year after tearing his ACL more than once. Gallup is is tough as hell, but you you just don't want to rush it. You have to be able to move freely and confidently to be a receiver. You got to be able to plant and cut and, and jump and do all of it without hesitating, or you're risking further injury and ultimately you're only hurting yourself and your team in that scenario. Nobody wants him to be back before he's right. But the fact that he's already running routes, I mean, that's that's really encouraging. I'd like to see him get back on the field at some point this year. But, I mean, I, I really don't think the Cowboys are, are going to be all that competitive based on what I've seen. I know it's preseason. You know, you don't want to get too carried away. But, man, did they look undisciplined in that, in that game. Just penalty after penalty. It seemed to be a debacle. They got their butts kicked in the scrimmages as well, which is more significant than the than the preseason game, in my opinion. So basically, I'm just saying I don't want them to rush anything, especially if, you know, they're not going to be a team that realistically has a chance to do a whole lot. You know, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Wouldn't be the first time that's happened, but I don't expect the Cowboys to do much. Rashard Higgins scored a touchdown for Carolina last week. Did not do his signature a red carpet celebration afterwards. Head coach Matt Rule is anti-celebration. There was a story that came out about Richard accidentally dropping the ball in practice before he crossed the goal line and Rule flipping out on everyone. I will say dropping the ball before you cross the goal line is like the dumbest thing you can do on a football field. So I, I don't blame a coach for getting mad in that one particular situation. But you've got to let your team have fun. And based on everything that's come out about Matt Rule, He's just a total control freak. I don't know. He just, he seems like a total wet blanket, like a a guy that would be absolutely no fun to play for. He's had basically zero success during his tenure in the NFL. Uh, Let your players have fun, man. We want to see the carpet celebration. You know, we want to see Baker Mayfield sliding in and and taking pictures like he's the paparazzi, like they used to do in Cleveland. Um, You know, let my man Hollywood have fun. I just wanted to, to get through that. 
Uh, as far as Richard standing with Carolina goes, I think it's a good spot. I'm glad he finally got away from the Browns, especially now with everything that's going on there. But I do think it's good that Baker Mayfield is there because those are guys that have always had great rapport. You know, similarly to Shaq in, in Denver, I always felt like Richard was kind of being passed over by, you know, the, the Browns just kind of due to draft politics and the fact that they took guys higher and had invested more capital in them. And because of that, you know, Richard, he's not necessarily like the freakiest athlete in the world. A good, good guy. He always gets open, you know, good hands, reliable. And he was consistent. I mean, he produced whenever he got an opportunity, but for whatever reasons, just continually got passed over in Cleveland. Now he's got a, a chance to kind of redeem himself with the Panthers, another team who I unfortunately don't think will be very good. But that division is always such a wild card. It's it's tough to tough to project. I mean, does anyone really have a feel for how the Saints or, or Falcons are going to be? It's It's always just a weird one. All right, moving on. Ryan Stonehouse, punter with the Tennessee Titans, undrafted, but seems to be, you know, firmly in the running for that starting role. In my opinion, even after taking a pay cut last year, if the Titans are serious about contending, they need to move on from Brett Kern and keep Stonehouse. Like, he's cheaper, he's better. It's a simple argument. I know Kern's been there for over a decade. That's always a tough situation. It seems to you know, always happen with these specialists. They kind of get forced out when somebody, you know, newer, younger comes along. And that's Stonehouse. He looked great, you know, against Baltimore last weekend on a couple of punts. Um, good enough to where on the official Titans website, you know, it's one of the five things to watch going into this weekend's game against uh, Tampa Bay on Saturday night. You know, can Brett Kern hold off the strong-legged Ryan Stonehouse? The narrative's already in place. You know, if, if you pay attention to Titans fans interacting online, Titans writers, all that, you know, everybody's been just very impressed with Stonehouse and that insane leg that we were all fortunate to watch for five years in Fort Collins. I'm definitely rooting for him. Just a really cool guy and very talented. I mean, I, I don't understand why he wasn't drafted. It, it makes no sense. But he's going to have a really nice career when it's all said and done. And for the record, I'm a full-on Matt Ariza hater. Just full-on hater. I understand his talent, but I just... Full-on hater. I'm, I'm just going to lean into that his entire career because I'm petty for the attention that he took away from Stonehouse, who, in my opinion, is a, a better punter and doesn't outkick his coverage all the time and is more effective. Um, but that's, that's a, it's a rant for another day. Uh, Trey McBride, back in practice this week with the Arizona Cardinals. Missed a little bit of time with the sore back. Missed the first preseason game. According to head coach Cliff Kingsbury and reports from our friends over at PHNX, McBride expected to make his preseason debut against Baltimore. That game is on Sunday evening. Honestly, I'm not really what to expect as far as uh, what Trey's rookie season is going to look like. I could really see it going either way. They aren't going to have DeAndre Hopkins for an extended period of time after he got suspended, so... I could see them maybe leaning on some multi-tight end sets. They do have Zach Ertz down there still. The Cardinals just got to stay healthy. I mean, they've they've got talent and that division, you know, outside of San Francisco and really with San Francisco, who knows what Trey Lance is going to be. You like everything else around him, but who knows what he's going to be. Seattle is all over the place. I mean, you, I, I think there's an opportunity there for Arizona maybe to be the second best team in that 
division, but I just don't have a ton of faith in Kingsbury as a coach. So I'm kind of in wait and see mode with them just as a team. But I mean, obviously very much rooting for Trey have no doubts about his abilities translating at the next level. And I hope that, you know, I'll get a chance to see him in person. Arizona does come to Denver this year. It's late in the year. So hopefully, you know, he'll be playing in that game, but I, uh, I can't wait for this rookie season and see how it plays out. Uh, potentially, you know, another Ram going to be on the Cardinals roster. We'll see Manny Jones flashes versatility, had five total tackles, third on the team last week, four solo, one for a loss. One was like 15, 20 yards downfield on a running back. I, I just think his game translates really well at the next level. I think they're going to keep him around in, in some form. I mean, they liked what, what they saw in camp based on all the reports that I saw. And he's obviously played well in the early stages of preseason. A couple weeks back on ArizonaCardinals.com, it talked about how Manny Jones did an impression of Kyler Murray and it, it just killed and that like everybody loved it. And Kingsbury talked about how it takes a, you know, confidence to do what he did. He's making an impression, you know, he's, he's making himself noticeable both on the field and with the way that he's con- conducting himself in the clubhouse. You know, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to make it really hard for them to cut you. You got to, you know, make it so they desperately want to keep you. And I, I think he's, he's doing a good job of that so far. Could potentially be a situation where, you know, he's on the practice squad for a year or two or, you know, maybe starts the year on the practice squad and gets an opportunity to come after an injury. We'll see. Maybe he just makes the roster outright. I do think Manny is good enough to be an NFL defensive lineman. It's definitely athletic enough. I'll be rooting for him. Uh, moving on, B.C. Johnson, wide receiver with the Minnesota Vikings, drafted back in 2019, currently competing for that number four role with the Vikings after tearing his ACL last year, missing the season, unfortunately. Look, B.C. is so underrated, just basically with every aspect of his game. He's a technician as a route runner. He's got phenomenal hands. He can play special teams. Has always produced whenever he's been given an opportunity I mean, 45 catches as a seventh-round draft pick in two years is actually outperforming expectations. But there were times where he had to step in for Thielen in that number one role when he went down, and he would come in, and the offense wouldn't even skip a beat. Now, I, I've always been honest. I've known BC for a long time. I'm, I'm biased. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for all these guys. But to me, it's it's kind of like Tim Patrick with the Broncos. Are, are there... More explosive receivers, definitely. Are there faster receivers? Yes. Are there receivers that can jump higher? Probably. But are there receivers that produce as consistently as him? Not a ton. There's just always a role like that for you in the NFL. I mean, if you can do it consistently, coaches are going to fall in love with you. I think he's going to be a good fit in that O'Connell system. I think it's going to be a good year for BC. A guy I'm not so sure it's going to be a good year for is Preston Williams with the Dolphins. A lot of reports that that relationship has soured. He's, you know, allegedly asked for a trade, you know, came out in his press conference and was saying that he he didn't get enough opportunities. I don't know. I mean, Preston has always had the talent to be, you know, one of the the truly elite wide receivers in football. I mean, there was a reason he was the you know, number one recruit at wide receiver at one point in high school, five-star prospect, all that stuff. And at CSU, I mean, we saw what he could do firsthand. 
he's always kind of had a hard time staying out of his own way. Um, you know, frustrating coaches as far as just being accountable and stuff like that. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not there. I don't, maybe he is busting his ass and just not getting the opportunities. And if that's the case, I, I could completely understand why it's frustrating. But when you have his history, you know, you get worried when you see stuff like this because, you know, he could very easily bounce out of the league despite being talented because at some point teams just decide it's not worth the headache. I, I hope he gets a chance. He's He was a really good, you know, kid in, in the time that I got to interact with him. I always found him, you know, personable and, you know, enjoyable to spend time around. Clearly a freaky, freaky wide receiver. I mean, so much fun to watch just dominate. But, uh, you know, he's just, he's needed to mature. It, it had seemed like he was, you know, off to a good start there, but... We'll see. It's a new regime. I mean, you have a new staff, so it's not like, you know, you have anybody that committed to you. It it, it could be a situation where he gets cut. I, I hope not, but we'll see. Finally, Warren Jackson was recently released by the Rams. That's a bummer. Hope he can land somewhere. I've always felt like he was certainly talented enough to be an NFL wide receiver, but it's it's been a tough start to his career so far. All right, that's all we have for today. Much love to all of you. Thank you for following along. We'll have plenty of content coming out as we get closer and closer to football season. Had some takeaways from the scrimmage, a piece on Cameron Carter, you know, getting back in the good graces of the coaching staff, CJ Onyeki, you know, transitioning at CSU after moving across the country. Check all of that out at thednvr.com. Now's a great time to become a member. Remember, you get a free T-shirt with your annual subscription. That's all I've got for today. Much love, y'all. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.